Pastor Tanya Yield, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I wanted to let you know that this week has become a little bit um, hectic, but nothing that, you know, we were able to not accomplish. Trying to kind of rest a little bit from everything that's been going on. But I kind of wanted to sit here and just let you know that God is still good and he's still on the throne. Amen. And also at the same exact time, some things are going to start getting a little bit more and more closer to when you first believe. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It is have become now more than ever for the body of Christ to start praying more, fasting more, meditating more. Just being able to get into the word of God has become more and more profound. And I was in a lengthy discussion because of a lot of different things were coming up. But what stuck out to me on this week was just being able to know the firm foundation for us in Christ, not just for us personally, but also that's what's in our nation. And, and what God was telling me, and I love how the Holy Spirit and God were just in sync on this, on this week was telling me that more and more, a lot of us don't understand that we have been ordained, called as a nation under God. And that's my title. We have been ordained and called under God. And in the United States of America, our constitution, which has been solidified, has been, you know, put under lock and key. And you can see so many different copies of it. But the original one is in Washington, D.C. in the Smithsonian Institute. But I kind of want to let you know that when they say under God, oh, my goodness, that should give you as anyone that is listening that is an American should let you understand that so many different things can run through our minds. But don't you understand that? The Elohim, the real one, the El Shaddai, El Raphai, the, uh, the, the one that is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was the one that was able to take what we have and what we wanted to separate from Britain. And when we did, it was something huge and massive. I mean, because those people went on the Mayflower and there was more that went, but it was the survivors of that winter and the survivors of the journey that sat there and said, you know what? We want to serve God and we don't want to serve Britain. We don't want to serve a king that is not of God. And I had to go back and I was thinking, I said, God, you know, you have solidified us. You have ordained us from the beginning before our nation was even formed. We were in the minds and thoughts of the people. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, we were in the minds and thoughts of the founders and the ones that were the colonists because they wanted a better life and a different way of 
thinking and their mindset towards God. And I was like, besides Israel, we are the main ones to serve that is of Gentile descent. Let me see that one more time for the people in the back. We were founded on God's principles. And so many people want to sit here and they don't want to go to. And I, and I had to realize that when John Hancock and uh, all of the different individuals that were playing the part in writing our Constitution was able to sit there and say, we're under God, we're founded in God. They did, um, I know that it was powerful because they always started, even the ones that were not the Christians that they were supposed to be, the ones that were drunkards or womanizers or they were doing different things. But the first one to say, Benjamin Franklin, was to, we need to pray over our way of thinking and our thought process towards having to form this government under God. And I was like, man, do you understand? That gave me shivers. That gave me like hope because it was woven into the fabric of our nation already that we were supposed to be, supposed to be. We were already in God and founded in God. Now, I understand that might go over some people's heads and no, this is not the 4th of July, but my independence came when I was able to recognize that God was able to send his son, his only begotten son, to die on the cross for me and you, and then having to accept him into my life. That's monumental. That's profound. That's huge. And for some people, that may not be your cup of tea, but I'm letting you know this right now because we were founded under God. You understand what we are going through right now of all of the chaos, all of the mayhem, all of the different things that's coming up with the false prophets and the teachers and the preachers. And you have all of this violence and you, you have people um, having their children to be disrespectful to them and them being disrespectful to each other and killings and, you know, massive, huge, I mean, huge earthbound shaking things that is rocking us to the core, but we were founded under God. And because we left God, we left him and his principles and all the different things that we were ordained underneath him. Now we left him and now you'll see the ramifications of all the different things that's going on. Y'all don't hear me though. See, the thing of it is, is that because God had been with Israel. And I, I mean, this is the foreshadow. I was like, man, don't kick me in the head on this one. I'm like, wow. Y'all don't understand. See, when the Israelites disobeyed God and went far from them, and I mean, in Nehemiah, he was talking about rebuilding the wall, but because of so much strife and so much conflict and them being disrespectful to God and being disobedient, and for some of them, they went out and, you know, they married 
women or they married men that were of different culture and different background and nationality. And, you know, a lot of people were not doing what God says doing it. It hurt them to the point where they were teaching their children other gods and Elohims. And then you have all of these different things going on and it becomes so crushing to us. And it becomes so vital to us that we don't even realize what magnitude because you place another Elohim over you when God already made the foundation of our nation under him and all of the inhabitants was able to be blessed because of him. Y'all don't hear me though. See, sometimes we forget that God ordained us to be better than what we've been doing. And some of us want to sit here and have that type of mentality that, oh, God doesn't see us, but God, oh my God, he is everywhere. He is very present. He is all knowing, all seeing, all everywhere. But we as a nation, have forgotten where our hope and our help comes from. It's not from a politician. He wasn't even in the seat yet before God was the one that was there. And, and at the same exact time, do you understand that God had a hand in forming the United States of America way before we even was formed? And I had to sit there and I said, well, God, Y'all don't understand the magnitude of who God is in your life because he established you way in your mother's womb. And I'm like, that's a foreshadow of everything because we trust in God. And it says under God, my God. See, while you were being formed in your mother's womb, he was there. That's in Jeremiah. And while yet we have been able to have our move and our being, God gave us the free will that's in Genesis to be able to serve him. We could have been like robots. He could have sat there and I demand, but God said, no, I'm giving you free will that you can choose on today. And it says in Joshua, choose ye this day whom you will serve, whether it be God or man. And then it says that, you know, in my house, paraphrasing, but for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And I mean, this became so much profound that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. See, we've been formed under him a long time ago, and yet and still we want to sit here. And some of the presidents of the United States would sit there and buffet against Israel when we're supposed to be able to be in alliance with them because they have been able to be chosen of God first. And we became the nation that was second that was chosen with God in mind, in view. See, some of us don't realize how blessed we are in the United States of America because God chose us when we didn't have, we didn't choose him. He chose us. See, we didn't, I don't know if you know this. 
See, my mind is blown on tonight that so many people think that God, he chose you out of so many different places, so many different things. He chose you. Yes, you. And even if you're not of the United States of America and you have been able to be brought in the fold of Christ. Now, this is the four. I'm, I'm just saying it's parallel here. It is so much parallel. That when you became a God, that when you left all the different things that you used to do, used to be all the, I mean, gang banging, slanging, you know, homemongering, homosexuality, you know, witchcraft, divination, all those different things that you have been able to leave. And now you have been able to be of God and you have been able to be the sons and daughters of God. Don't you know God had you in mind when he sent his son on the cross because of the sins that entered in? Oh, that's so much parallel. Do you all understand Christ, his son came and he died for us through 42 generations just for us to live and move and have our being and have our purpose, but also to serve him and serve him alone. See, under God, we have been able to be and preserve us and purify us and give us the living word and keep us healthy and keep us motivated and giving us all that we need in this lifetime. So that when we go to heaven, we already know what's our last resting place. So that conquer of death and hell have been conquered. And we don't have to taste death. We can sleep in him. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, so many people don't realize how God has been able to preserve you, heal you, take care of you, make sure that you're in certain places, just to be able to help you to avoid car accidents, to help you avoid sickness and disease and able to help you. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. See, some of us want to sit here and blame God. But God sat there and said, look, the sin has entered in. And guess what? That's judgment. And then you wonder why your decisions that you've made, the situations that you made, the men or the women that you have been able to be with and then have children with, and then at the same time get married to, and then at the same time have your finances to turn upside down, have your children to be running around, and then at the same time, y'all don't hear me though. See, that's why God sat there and he put these stumbling blocks and these, you know, stop signs and also these precautions and telling you don't be unequally yoked with a person, whether it's a friend, your, your spouse or future spouse, dating people, having people in your lives. He is specifically telling you that first and foremost, you ain't gonna have no other God before me because he's the main living one. And you don't have to move him from point A to point B in order for you to be able to get what you need. You don't even have to sit there and move him, cut on the TV, don't have to be able to cut on the computer, don't have to be able to sit there and contact him through Ouija boards and all this other stuff. Y'all gonna hear me tonight. When you sit there 
and you made a conscious decision and said, I will be able to ask God to come into my life, clean me up through his son and please ask for forgiveness and be genuine about it. God sits there and says, you know what? That's my son. That's my daughter. I am hearing them when they pray to me, when they talk to me, when they're shabaking me. That means to talk to God and be able to be not just one time, but multiple times saying, I need you, God, more than ever. My parents need you. My family needs you. My children need you. My household, my finances, whatever you have given me, God. I need you and I need to be able that every step that I take, I need to consult you first. Not man, because man is made up of so many different things and we are infallible. We make mistakes. We have so many different things, but God is the ultimate. He knows what's right and what's wrong. And we do also, but we choose Nine times out of ten to do the wrong thing instead of the right thing because we don't have God living in us and dwelling in us like we're supposed to. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm talking about the ones that are supposed to be saved, but yet and still you let your flesh still dictate to where you need to be. Let me let me um let me calm down. Oh, and oh, pastor, you, wait a minute, hold up. You didn't give us a scripture. Okay, let me give you the scripture then. First Peter, second chapter, ninth verse, okay? And it says that, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should, should, shoo, for the praises of him who haveth called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. First Peter, second chapter, two and ninth, and from the King James Version. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. Come on now, a peculiar people that ye should show for the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That will be God. That will be his son. That will be the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost that has been able, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And it says in verse 10, which in time past, were not a people, but now the people of God. Let me say, let me go back. Which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which has not obtained mercy, but now has been obtained mercy. Do you understand? God gave us mercy when he formed the United States of America. When he formed Israel, he gave us mercy when we had none. All of us should have been put to death. All of us, not Jesus. When he went to Golgotha, we all should have been there. We all should have been put to death and been able to have hell's fury. All of us. But God gave us mercy when we had none. 
Y'all don't understand the validity of being able to understand that we are under God. God's authority, God's mercy and grace. So humble to be under him tonight. Y'all don't understand. Do you understand that people that are not under God's grace and mercy are losing their whole entire faculties? Their minds are gone. And they are starting to live so unpecute. Oh, so wicked. Do you understand? They have their conscience seared. Oh my God. With a hot iron. That means they've been turned over to the world, to their whole entire lust of their own entire flesh. Do you understand? You need to understand me tonight. We have a calling on us that we cannot be able to shake nor be able to ignore. Don't ignore who God has been able to give you and be able to show you what gifts you've given, what ministry you are in. If you have leadership, the people that are under you, that is not to be taken lightly. And yes, we are a nation under God. Just like the United States, just like Israel, we are under him and his authority. Stop sitting up here when God tells you to go right and you go left. Stop being disobedient to God because you think it's okay. Don't you know disobedience is a form of witchcraft? We ain't playing here. God, it's time out for playtime. Stop playing with the enemy Monday through Saturday and thinking you're going to be saved on Sunday and then causing hell all the way Monday through Saturday. Y'all don't hear me, though. See, God is willing and able to seek out those who are willing and able to do the work. It is not easy. Trust me. I understand that all of us, we fall down. We make mistakes, but don't we don't stay there. And I don't care if you are sitting here and saying, well, you know what, pastor, it's it's so hard. Do you understand? Yes, it gets hard. But don't you know that like Nehemiah, we were placed on the wall for a reason. We better make sure that you have your weapon and also while you're working, having your due diligence and your knowledge and your wisdom and discernment that's around you, who's functioning with you and who's against you. You need to know this. See, on tonight, I have to understand that every time that I'm saying the Pledge of Allegiance, or even if I'm hearing, if I hear, even if I hear our national anthem, don't you know I think about how God has sat there and set presidents over us. I don't care who's in the White House. I don't care what nobody says. I'm worried about what God says. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't care who's sitting in the White House. I don't care who's sitting in the Blue House. I don't care who's sitting anywhere. But don't you know, I'm I worry about, I'm concerned about the one that is able to kill the body and the soul on today. Y'all don't hear me though. See, God is the main reason why I'm still living, while I'm still breathing. All of us 
are able to have our faculties of our limbs because of him. And if he chooses to sit there and say, you're done, he has the right to say it because he is the one that is the creator. And we are the creation on tonight. Y'all don't hear me, though, because we've been under God. We've been formed under God. And so many people forget that. You forget that you are not. You are not the creator. You are the creation. And whatever you do to your body to dismember it or form it or whatever you want to do to it, you're going to answer to that. You're going to answer for every thought, every word, that idle words and everything. You're going to answer to that. Everything that's going on in your life, you're going to answer to that. Do you understand the validity of who God is in your life? You have to answer to him because he's the one that made you. And he's the one that can take you out. See, some of us don't want to sit here and realize that, guess what? We don't have all the cards. We don't have everything. We're not over ourselves. We should be, but we're not. We're letting our bodies and our minds go in places and doing things that we should not. That is not of God. We need to start controlling our faculties on tonight. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Do not understand me when I tell you this. You can't sit there and be around certain people. You can't sit there and be around everybody because it becomes a part of you, your habits and your character. That what makes you and who God is in your life. That's what breaks you. See, some people need to understand that God is the main source and reason why we're still living here. And don't you know, don't you know that if our people, if my people, that's what God says. Lord, please forgive me. If my people, which are called by my hand, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. And I wish the United States people on tonight would heal, hear, heed and heal. Let me say that one more time. Heed what God has been saying. And, and also ask for forgiveness, genuine forgiveness on tonight so that we can start healing our land. Do you understand that God, he holds it back because he has the people of God, the ones that's truly living for him, that's dwelling in that land. And he's telling, we're calling on him and asking him, God, you know what's going on, but we're asking you, God, please forgive us and heal our land. Yet and still, the United States have still been able to, from the president down, let me say that one more time for the people in the back, I don't care. You don't want to listen. And God is telling you, you need to repent, repent, repent repent earnestly seek God and for the ones that think that oh well she's been no I'm telling you right now in everything that I do and I say I'm asking God please forgive us please forgive us you think that because the United States is so big and bad and so mighty don't you know God can humble you just like he did with the Israelites he has been able to take them into bondage and into captivity so many times. 
Don't you think that God can bring us low? I'm talking about deep down low because we are not listening to him. You are not heeding God's words. He's the one that's been able to shape the very fabric. And I'm going to say it one more time of the United States of America. And on tonight, we need to be getting on our hands and our knees and saying, I thank you, Lord, for being able to bless us and keep us. Lord, I'm asking you to please forgive us for all the sins that we have committed, for all the abortions, for all the things of suicide and having these depressions and all this medication and being able to have these foods that are not of you. And I'm asking you, God, to please forgive us for all the idle words, for all the different things that we said as a nation. I'm asking you to let us turn back to you before it's too late. Let us all be able to sit there and say, please, Lord, forgive us. No matter where we're at, I don't care if you're in South Korea or in Africa or wherever you are. If you are not a United States citizen, I'm asking you, please, Lord, asking, please forgive us. And for the ones that I'm going to say it also too. For the ones that are not of God, I'm asking you to go back to God. I'm asking the saints also, too, if you have committed sins that are not of God and you know God has seen them. Come on now. We need to be honest and truthful with God. We need to ask God for forgiveness and come in and heal our land. I'm asking God on tonight, be able to bless us right now, God, to be able to give our not just before our last breath, God, but be able every day to say, Lord, please forgive us. Let us know that you are only God and the one true God. There is no one greater than you, no one harder than you, only you and you alone, God, that we should be able to have our being and have our faculties be able to open up our eyes, move our limbs, be able to purchase food that will be able to supplement our hearts and our minds on tonight. Lord, I'm asking you, I thank you for the clothes that are on our backs on tonight, shoes that are on our feet, the cars that we have, the finances that we have so we can be able to buy and do what thus says the Lord. Do you understand that even when the midst of everything, God has been able to provide for the United States of America? And Lord, I'm asking you, please forgive us. Lord, I'm asking you just to be able to turn our, from our wicked ways, God. Give us chances. You've given us so many chances. So I'm asking you, God, come back into the land. Breathe life into the land right now in the name of Jesus. I'm asking you, God, to go into every household on tonight and be able to bless right now in the name of Jesus. Have to cut off all generational curses on tonight. Let it be made so right now in the name of Jesus. As people are being able to listen to this broadcast, Lord, now I'm asking you that you come in, you heal the hearts and minds. You ask them, let them be able to forgive family members and friends. Everyone that's done the wrong, God, heal their hearts and their minds. And for the ones that are depressed and having these suicidal thoughts and everything else, God, you come in and you heal them. Let them be able to seek friends. Let them be able to seek help, Lord, and having a mental health, Lord, and let them be able to find the right people to talk to on tonight. Lord, I'm asking you, the ones that are hungry, Lord, that are homeless, I'm asking you to fulfill their hearts and their minds, Lord. I'm asking you to fill their bellies on tonight. Lord, give them a place to stay. And for the ones that are just brokenhearted, Lord, I'm asking you, come in and fill them up. Let them be able to know who you are on tonight. Let them be able to know and introduce them to Jesus on tonight. 
I'm asking you, God, anyone that is going into things that are not of them, not of you, God, I'm asking you to be able to come in. Wake them up on tonight. Go into their personal time, Lord. I'm asking you to be able to let them know that time is almost up. Let them know that you are real, God, and I'm asking you to let them change their hearts and their minds on tonight. Lord, I'm asking you for the ones that are crack cocaine that they get up, Lord, out of that somber house. Lord, I'm asking you that they don't shoo up, but they go and they ask for forgiveness and get down on their hands and their knees. I'm asking you, Lord, for the ones that used to be able to sling dope run Lord and have all of these out in these clubs and having gunshots and everything else around them God that they be able to spare their lives on tonight Lord I'm asking you God to go in right now in the name of Jesus Lord I'm asking you to clean house on tonight right now in the name of Jesus let them know that you are there God everywhere we see and where we go God that you are present you are available God that all they have to do is ask and that it shall be given and not it shall be God I'm asking you that they ask for their lives to come back to you I'm asking you not for any material things but I'm asking you God just for them to go back to you to go back home it is almost time it is getting harder and harder colder and darker out here so i'm asking you god that the ones that are supposed to be of light that they shine through everything thank you lord thank you jesus that they shine through the darkness so that people can come and know you and run to them so that their souls can be saved lord and even if they cannot find anybody in the darkness god that you become that light that they need no matter what's going on god that you show them the love and mercy that we know you to be because we know god that you are coming with judgment. You're turning over tables, letting the governments know who you are, that it's going to be you and you alone, no one else but you, God. And let everyone know it is by your might, your power, thus says the Lord, that everything, everything that is not of you, shall not be able to live, shall not be able to dwell. It's only holiness now. No thinking about it. No understand. Go to where God needs for you to be on tonight, saints. And for the ones that are not there, get there. Time is almost up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Know who God is on tonight. Never feel as though you cannot be reached by him. He is everywhere, even in the jail cells to any institution. God is there. People, some people are there seeing all of these different interpretations of what God has unlocked in their lives. And I'm telling you, they're seeing visions and dreams that they cannot even ascertain. But don't you know, God is in the midst of it all. It says it in the word of God. If I make my bed in hell, God is there. If I am in heaven, he is there. He dwells everywhere. So on tonight, 
Never think that God, oh my God, the contracts that God has over your life. He has been your alpha and the omega, the first and the last. We have been bought with a price on tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the reminding. We have been bought with a price and the price was Jesus' life. And I was listening to how they were cheering for Barabbas and we were the Barabbas. We were the thief and we were the ones that were set free. And it is so profound that every time that I see it, I cry because my heart knows as much as Barabbas is going down to the people and his steps are going down and Jesus is coming up and he's got the, he's got so much on him. And you'll see the interaction and the mingling of it. We should be in death store, but God gave us mercy and grace. Do not take that for granted on tonight. Never think that God is not merciful, but he is just. And we should live by faith and not by what we see. We need to have a relationship with him. While yet he is to be found on tonight, United States of America, start forgiveness, asking for forgiveness to God. Go back to God on tonight. Don't worry about anything else. Worry about getting on your hands and knees and talking to him, getting a personal relationship with him. Not worrying about the president. Not worrying about what's going on. Just knowing and looking up to him. Which cometh my help. My help comes from God. It's not coming from another man. It's not coming from another source. So I need to have my eyes stayed on him. My mind stayed on him. My focus, my concentration stayed on him. It doesn't matter how many degrees I get. It doesn't matter about the job that I'm working. It doesn't matter. Because at this point in my life, it's for God I live, for God I die. He has given a contract. He has been able to sign it with the blood of Jesus on my life as well as yours. So I'm telling you, the similarities of God being under us Rather, we are under him. Rather, every time that the forefathers of this nation was able to sigh and seal it with his approval, don't you know the similarities of God being placed in our hearts and our minds and having Jesus and every time that he sees us, he sees the blood of Jesus on us. Just like the doorpost, when the Israelites had to put on the doorpost of the lamb and the blood that was over because death was coming and he had to spread it over the doorpost. Don't you know that spread it over us on tonight? Y'all stop taking stuff lightly. Stop thinking that God is not going to take you out when you do things wrong.
when you step out there and do something that is not of God, when you think that for one moment, your whole entire salvation can be put on the line for a man or a woman or partying or whatever. No, my salvation costs so much more because it wasn't just a human that came. That was God in the form of a human that came down and did what no man could do, which is die for us and then go to hell and take the keys from hell, from Satan, and give us a eternal life. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Y'all don't understand. My salvation costs more than that. Being out there, partying or whatever, drinking or whatever. No, my, self, my thought process needs to change. My heart posture needs to change. My mind and my body, that needs to stay gone. The old me needs to stay buried and gone. All the different things that I used to do, I should not and I shall not do them anymore. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some of y'all don't want to control what you used to do. And at the same exact time, don't you know that God is sitting there? He's given all that he can for us to enter into heaven and enter into paradise with him. And we want to forfeit that for something that isn't of God, that we have earthly pleasures. And we want to sit here and sit there and deduce, oh, I can go do that and still be saved on Sunday. No, you cannot. Do you understand that God is catching people left and right, and he is telling you, no, you're not going to do that, and this is the penalty is death. See, and not just death, you have eternal death. You have darkness that you cannot be able to see. You cannot be able to hear. You can't even be able to feel God. My God. See, people don't want to hear that. But once you reject God and he turns you over, my God, your little shed. Thank you, Lord. It says in the word, narrow is the way to salvation and broad is the way of destruction. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all, y'all, y'all think that God, God, He is all knowing, all seeing. I was looking at how some people can just sit there and denounce or ascertain or thinking that they're God, there is no God. Well, dearly beloved, I'm letting you know this now. God is yet alive and he is yet in the midst of everything we do and we say. And yet and still, some people don't want to recognize who God is. And it says in the word of God that there will be so many false prophets that will, will sit there and lead people astray. And you start to see that more and more now in the body of Christ. You need to make sure if that is not of God, you need to move. 
Let me say that one time for the people in the back. If you know that it's not of God, you need to be able to sit there and pray and ask God to address it. If not, you need to move. Your salvation, your way of life, the way that you are thinking, your thought process, it needs to be preserved. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You think that you have time to be playing patty cake with the enemy and then sitting there and saying and I'm going to no, God already said I am a jealous God he only wants you and him that's it there shouldn't be anybody else in between that's including spouses that's including children that's including finances that's including a job that's including everything else God wants his time make that happen let me say it one more time for the people in the back. God wants his time. And when you sat there and you said that you want to sit there and you want to ask for forgiveness and then be accepted and accept Jesus as your personal savior, that means that your time, your essence, the way that you talk and function with God, it is prevalent now more than ever. It is prevalent now more than ever. The emphasis is now. Ahora. Now. Start getting into your word. Start sitting there and trusting God when there is no other way. When your finances are sitting up here and you got E driving around on fumes, you need to start trusting God. This is a faith walk. This ain't no, oh, I'm going to look at it and I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to be like, Thomas and I, I just have to see it. I gotta, I gotta see it. No, God said no. Blessed are those that are, um, he said, blessed are those that haven't seen me. That, that hasn't even seen. But know for a fact that it's gonna come. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes you need to walk it out. Be like Peter when you went on to the water and in God, when Jesus, he asked Jesus to bid him to come and he said, come, don't you know you need to be like Peter? When he first came out, he was not even hesitant. He came out and he walked it out. And don't be like the second part of Peter, that when he saw everything running around him, it moved him so that he was able to sink. And he wasn't faith walking. What happened to us as believers to faith walk this out? See, some of us want to sit here and realize that, oh, well, we can just do this or do that. No, no. You need to be doing it all the time. Let me say it one time. You need to be faith walking all the time. You need to be asking God and you know that God is going to be able to take care of it. See, and I'm, that goes for me too. I've been through some things this week that I'm like, well, God, he had to take me out of the picture so that he could be able to resolve it. Because sometimes we get in the way. Oh, let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We, ourselves, me and you, we get ourselves into things. And you know that God will be able to take care of it, but we put ourselves in it and then we expect for us to, you know, God said, nope, let me take you out of the whole entire game. Let, let me, let me go ahead and let me take you out of the equation so you know it's being me alone that's doing it. Mm, y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't hear me though. 
because that's God. Sometimes God will sit up there. You know what? At the umpteenth hour, at the last minute, whenever it's not you, but it's God that comes through. He's the one that's going to pay those bills. He's the one that sit there when people sit up there and, and taint your character and tarnish your image. God is the one that sits there and push the character and the image into what God is supposed to be having you to be. Y'all don't hear me, though. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. See, see, sometimes we got to sit there and trust God when it don't even seem right. And when I was talking about the Shudamite woman, ooh, Lord, that slapped me in the face. Do you understand that woman? She didn't even tell her husband. She went and she said all is well. And the only time that she really snapped that went off, she went off on the prophet. And, and and the prophet was like, wait a minute, God, he, he didn't let me even see what was going on at first. And then when she snapped on him, it was like, whoa, hold up, God. Wait. I was like, whoa, God. And don't you know that prophet? Oh, my God. Like that prophet went. And he believed just because he didn't he didn't get healed the first time. Don't you know he went and he still walked by faith and not by sight. He walked around praying. I can imagine this prophet just praying and then laying himself upon the boy and doing it the way that God wanted done. And don't you know, by the third time he did that, he was able to be healed. Oh, God, where is your faith on tonight? Is it with man? Or is it with God? Are you ordaining your contract with God? Or is it with a man? Is it with a human being? Because I feel bad for you if it's a, with a human being. Because we can't rely on what a human being or a man is trying or mankind is saying to us anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all gotta understand that God is the main source and reason. That's why Daniel was not eaten in the lion's den. That's why Nehemiah was able to stay on the, on the wall. That's why David was able to be the man of God that he needed to be. That's why Solomon had the wisdom. That's why Esther was able to do what she did. That's why a woman in the Bible that was able to kill the man and Deborah already saw it, the prophetess saw it, and it wasn't even handed to a man, but handed to the woman and God was able to see and ordain everything. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. And it, and that's why I liked about um, Esther is that she said that she said, if I perish, I'm a perish. But don't you know, and this one thing I do know, ooh, come on, y'all don't, she, she knew who God was. She had to wake up because of her cousin Mordecai. But don't you know, after that, after that little, you know, talk, that, that pep talk, she was able to get with her, the understanding that God was with her and who can be against us. I like, I love Joshua. Joshua was the man. He was always faith walking. He was always under God's contract. He sat there. He saw that the land, he said the promised land that we can take it because God gave it to us. Y'all ain't y'all. Y'all don't hear me on tonight. When are y'all going to sit there and slap yourself? And honestly, I mean, figuratively, not 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 the not the physical. OK, but 
figuratively wake up and say, you know what? This is my time. This is my time to do what God says do. He's giving me gifts. He's giving me purpose. It's time for me not to be like the foolish one that went and buried it, but go and do what God says do so he can multiply it, so he can plenish it, so he can be able to get the glory and not me. So that I can be able to live with him in paradise and know who he is. So that the people can come in and knowing who God is. And not by my by might, nor by my, my power, but by God's spirit. But by God. But by, thus says the Lord. Y'all, ah, okay. All right. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit, saith the Lord. Let me say it one more time. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. It is not by us. It is not by what we have. It is not by your finances. It's not by your titles. It is not by what you have in your bank account, but by God, what God has given you. Let me tell you something. God has loaned you a lot. Mm. Let me, oh, I'm going to say that one more time. God has loaned you a lot. What do you mean, Pastor? He has given you abundance. Some of you, he's given a, a whole lot of abundance, but you're not doing it with what he said to do with it. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Not by, Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's God. Everything we have is by him. Nothing that is formed, he has not. That is not. Oh, my God. I thank you, Jesus. I can't even tell you how many times that he has been come through for my family and me. I don't care how many times, I can't even tell you how many times he has been able to have this family to be in so many different places and yet and still he has come through yet and all the time, yet and still. I cannot even tell you how many times I had to go in my prayer closet because I knew the contract that I had with him. I, I don't know how many times that I can honestly sit there and I would hear a sermon and God will be ordained it just for me to hear it. So I know that was from him. I don't know how many times where I know for a fact the enemy was trying to kill my husband, my children, myself. And don't you know, God still came through. I don't care. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't even tell you. Jesus. All that God has done for me and my family. Because you would sit there and say, wait a minute. How? how wait a minute. Why? Wait, how? Why? When? No, that, that can't be true. But yeah, it is. Y'all don't understand. Y'all, you don't understand how God is so good to me. Even before I had my husband, my children, he was still good to me. 
Even when I did not have a dime to my name, he was still good to me. When I was raised in a household that was not loving, he was still good to me. When I had not even begun to understand the things that were going on with me and how so many people could do people wrong, he was still good to me. I don't know why people think to put him in a box when he is so much more than that. God has been able to be my provider, my protector, my healer, my friend, my hurt and my pain, seeing all of that. And he still loved me. He has been the best thing in my life that no money can buy. He has been my portion when no one else knew what was going on. Let me say that one more time. And you say, wait a minute, Pastor Portion. I said, yes, he has been the portion of me that keeps me going when I didn't even want to keep going myself. I thank God for his love that has been able to surround me for all my life. I thank God for the anointing that is over my life and my children and my husband. I thank God for everything he has given me. And yet still, he is yet to do with me. I don't care what nobody else says. It has been an honor to know who God is in my life. And not just by what our history books tell us, not just by what my grandparents have been able to tell me not just by what my teachers are being able to, but I've been able to know him for myself and he has been good to me. He has been better to me than I've been to myself and no one can be able to take his place in my life. No one because he has been the best thing in my life. I can search the whole world over and I found no one like him. And there has been a song about that. And to me, just being able to know that someone loves you that much to be able to give his only son when he didn't have to. That speaks volumes to me, because would you want to give your firstborn for someone else? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But he was able to give his only son. And with that, it became so much of a trailblazing that you see you have all of the disciples and Paul and uh, John of Patmos. And you have all these different, even his cousin. And you have John the Baptist, you have all these different Mary Magdalene, you have all these different stories in the Bible and all these different people. And you choose not to serve him. Oh, my God, because this is living and breathing every day and it's teaching us every day that you don't understand that every time. We have a chance to tell someone about God and who he is in our lives. That's solidifying the contract he has over you, over our nation, 
and even for the ones that are now sons and daughters of God. The similarities are parallel. The way that God loves us is so profound and so deep. And he's calling the deep to the deep. Some things can be over people's heads because God has gotten to the point where he's turning up our volumes. He's turning up our way of thinking. He's turning up how we are able to contact him and know who he is. He's able to sit there, not just to pray for a little bit. Sometimes you catch yourself an hour, two hours, three hours, five hours, just talking with him, conversating with him, letting him know your day and letting him know that he is still the most important part of your life, of your day, of everything that we have been able to do. And it just keeps going in so many different ways of who God is in our lives. Saints of the Most High, don't you know that's the best part of being in God is because you find that peace, that peace that the world wants, but you got it. The peace that you know that he is able to be the author and the finisher of your faith. The way that God loves us is so good and so rested that the world looks at you and shakes their heads because they can't find that. When you have that peace that passes all understanding, when you know who God is, the gospel is the good news. It says it in Mark. And it says in Mark 8, chapter 35th verse, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. 36th verse, for what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? 37th verse, and what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Come on now. Verse 38, whosoever thou therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him shall the son of man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory, excuse me, of his father with the holy angels. Verse also Mark 9, chapter 9, verse 1. And he said unto him, Verily I say unto you, there shall be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death, till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Don't you know that some of us will be martyred for our faith? And there will be some that will be taken up in the rapture. But either way, thanks to the Most High, start being able to understand that this world is not our home. And start realizing that God is the only source and only peace that we do have here. I'm going to say this like, I, like I'm understanding it from God. 
the contract that we have in the United States that we've been founded under God and his principles. Because we have broken that contract, don't you know God is asking and he's waiting, you know, he's weighed, balanced and weighted. And also at the same exact time, we've been found wanting. Now, I'm going to say it like this. That contract that we have in our nation, if we treat that contract as important, as much as important as we do everything else in our lives and center it around God, and we do it the way that God wants us to do it as Christians, as men and women of God, we shouldn't have any problems seeing God if we do what God says to do out of his word. We shouldn't have any problems. But since the United States has not been able to fulfill that contract, we, as well as some of the saints of the Most High, are not fulfilling what we God has given us to do in the commandments in his Bible, in his word, in his, in his guidance and instructions before we leave this earth. That's what the Bible is. So I'm going to say this. Do what God says do. Don't be fine wanting. Don't be fine lacking. Use the gifts that God has given you. Use what God has told you to do. Don't waver. Believe in faith. And keep going. No matter what. And like I said. Never think that. Our lives are more important. It's not. We lose it to God. We're losing it. For the greater good of who God is. We weren't meant to be here. The whole entire time anymore. Now, what do you mean pastor? Some of us are going to lose our lives. To gain what we have. In God. We're going to lose it because. God has already ordained that. We're like Paul. We're like Peter. We're like all the 12 disciples. That have lost their lives. But that doesn't mean that your eternal soul is lost. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You're going to go through trials and tribulations. And it's not going to get any easier. It's going to get difficult and it's going to get hard. But we have to buckle down and sit there and realize that God is in everything we do and we say. Even until the last breath, we need to know that it's God we're living for. And we can't change that. And we don't need to change that. And I surely will not change that for no one. No one, because God is the main source in our lives. Amen. Make sure that you have a contract under God, that you have turned your life over to God, that he has been the main focus and he is the main source of everything you have. No matter long no matter how bad we it seems for us, saints, and also the ones that do not know God, I'm asking you. Because it says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you confess with the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, with your mouth, and with your heart, believes in that Jesus was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. 
But it also says, paraphrasing, that if we sit there and come to God, we need to be able to believe and earnestly sit there and ask forgiveness for our sins so that God will come in and clean up our hearts and our minds. That's just the beginning. We, we're going to be putting down the alcohol, the women, the men, all the different things that we're not supposed to be doing in God. We got to put those down and start picking up our Bible, start reading our word, start knowing who God is. And it says in Romans 6, first chapter, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And it says it in the second verse, God forbid. How shall we are that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We shouldn't. No sin anymore. Not willfully. We're going to make mistakes, yes. But that's what it is. We Mistakes. Ask for forgiveness and then get up and start doing what God says do. Now, I'm going to say this. Saints to the Most High, please, please, I'm asking you, telling you, we need to go back to the way that we are living in God. Yes, this is a time before a day that is celebrated for something that it shouldn't be. But don't you know that 24-7, 365 days is all God. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. 365 days is 24 hours is nothing but God and God alone. He is the main source and reason for us to live and have our being. No one should be celebrating a holiday that doesn't uplift the name of Jesus. Nobody that is of Christian or saints of the most high shouldn't be out here partying and dressing up and knowing that devils and demons and people are starting to disappear. Sacrifices are being done. Chaos, upheaval, so so much treacherous ways of people stealing and, you know, putting things in candy up for children to consume and dying from those things. We need to stop. We really need to understand this is not the time to be playing. Satan will come and do different things on this earth and demons will too. But we don't need to celebrate that and we don't need to be out here on that day. And I'm going to say it like this. For me, that's what for my family. I don't dress them up. I don't sit there and I tell them the truth of what this day represents and how it has affected us as a nation. We should not be celebrating it. And we should be thinking about what God is doing in this time, in this hour, because almost time is almost up. And we need to think about what God is doing for us and how he's able to warn us and what we should not be doing. Now, I'm going to say that thank you for listening. And if you like what you hear, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player, Player FM, Samsung, Podcaster, Chaser, and other major platforms such as YouTube. 
this show, please leave a five-star rating. That would help me in reaching more people. And if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook at It Is Written by Afrocentric Prophet. It is under It Is Written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A. Last name, U-L-L-O-A. Once again, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A, U-L-L-O-A. Thank you so much for the listeners, for the new and also the ones that's been listening to me. It has been my pleasure. Once again, please do as God says do. We are out of so much more time than we think. He is closer than what we first believe. We are under God's contract and let it be so. Dear Father in heaven, I'm asking you, God, to be able to answer the prayers of the righteous and also the ones that are not of you, God. Master you, God, also to be able to have the ones that are not of you to please repent of their sins, Lord, and let them be able to receive you and your son into their lives, Lord. Right now, in the name of Jesus, let the Holy Ghost be able to come in and be able to discern with them and help them to understand and know. And for the ones that are of you, God, that's claiming to be of you, Lord, that they be able to have true conviction of their sins, Lord. I'm asking you also to bless them and keep them, Lord, to be able to know what's what's right and what's wrong. Have discernment right now, God, to be able to do what you say do. Lord, I'm asking you also, Lord, to be able to come in and clean up their hearts and their minds on tonight. Let us all be able to do what needs to be done. Reading our word, prayer, fasting, meditation, doing what you say do, God, because time is short and you are yet to come. We want to believe in you and your son and also let the Holy Spirit come in and dwell with all of us. Put a hedge of protection around us, Lord, our homes, Lord, on tonight and our children, finances, also our marriages, Lord, and the ones that want to get married. Put a hedge of protection around them, Lord. They make the sound decisions to be able to do what you say do and let no one come nigh. Let no thing that is not of you, God, which is of the devil, not be able to come against them right now in the name of Jesus. No persuasion, no deception to be able to see what's wrong and give them the spirit of deception. Dis- excuse me. Give them the spirit of discernment on tonight, Lord. I'm asking you just to be able to give them wisdom to understand what is right and what is wrong and let them see what they need to know. And I thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, Heavenly Father, for what I have done and said. If you're not of you, Lord, I'm asking you to please forgive me right now. Open up my heart and my mind as I am continuing this podcast. And I thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen, saints of the Most High. God bless you. I thank God for you, all of my listeners, and for the ones that know God and ones that do not know God, get to know him. And I thank you so much for everything. Kanot samida. Anyong.